Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. He's making himself more and more real to me. And I bless him for it this morning. I'm finding out more and more, and I don't want to get ahead of myself in the message. But when the enemy comes in like a... It is indeed the spirit of the Lord that lifts up a standard against him. I'm learning to more and more day by day that no weapon, Bishop, that's formed against me that shall prosper. He may huff and he may puff, but nothing that the enemy does will prosper. Amen. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's, let's, let's go to the word. The Lord has been talking to us the last few weeks about hope. And I really, I was going, I was going uh, in a different kind of in a different direction, but just kind of adding on to hope a bit. But the more I got into the um, the message, uh, it just kind of took a turn. It took a turn right back to hope again. I did the thumbnail for the the opening for the service this morning. Matter of fact, I did it three times because. Finally, I said, okay, Lord, all right, this is what I'm thinking, but now what is it that you really want to say? So I'm still, the, the message was still basically the same, but he took me right back to hope. I hope in God. Amen. The, top, the subject of the message this morning is hope is our anchor. I was listening to Bishop last week as he was ministering. He's been, oh God, he's been, the word of the Lord has been blessing my soul on hope and he was speaking out of Hebrews, the sixth chapter, in the 19th to the 20th verse. I want to read it out of the Amplified Bible to us this morning. Hope is our anchor. And I want us to leave here this morning with a new, a new, renewed understanding. And God help us, Holy Spirit help us here this morning. How we are anchored in God. Amen. Hebrews, the sixth chapter in the 19th through the 20th verse in the Amplified Version says this. It says, this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul. It cannot slip. It can't. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. It's a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells, where Jesus has entered in advance as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. The King James Version says this, we go back to verse 19 which hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast and which enters into that within the veil 
whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, whether rather the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. When Bishop said that scripture last week, that anchor for my soul, it stuck me, it hit me. Ellen, it hit me. Hope is an anchor for our soul. As I began to, 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 to research some things, and I, I looked at what is the purpose of an anchor. We know, we know generally what an anchor is. But I want us to look this morning at what the purpose of an anchor is. An anchor is a device, usually metal, attached to a ship or a boat by a cable or chain and lowered to the bottom of the sea or to the bottom of the lake or whatever that, that, that body of water is or that vessel is on. Wherever that vessel is, there is an anchor. In ancient times, in ancient times, the anchor was viewed as a symbol that represented safety. It represented safety. And because of this, Christians, they adopted the anchor as a symbol of hope. The anchor was chosen as it holds a ship in place. Times could be bad, but it held the ship in place. The waters could be stormy and, and the waves could be high, but the anchor held the ship in place. I like where you are, brother. I like that. When a storm rises upon the ship, upon the ship, upon the sea, the winds and the waves can threaten to even sink the ship. But the anchor keeps, you know, and this, this, I, I didn't know this. And I said, oh my goodness. It says the anchor keeps the bow pointed into the wind. As the ship safely pivots around, preventing the ship from capsizing. In other words, because the anchor is solid, it keeps the, this is the storm is coming from this direction. The anchor will keep the ship pointed in the direction of the storm. It doesn't take it away from the storm, but it keeps it. The bow of the front, the, the ship pointed, the bow of the ship pointed in the direction of the storm. That's to keep it from turning over. To keep it from turning over. Hope is our anchor. Hallelujah. The anchor does not keep the boat from sinking. Something else may cause it to sink. It may be something that 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 the crew may, may have done. They may have taken on too much cargo or they, ah, Lord, I hear you. I see you. I feel you. They may have taken on too much cargo or they may have put a hole in the boat. They may not have been paying attention and, and inadvertently put a hole in the ship and water is coming. In, but that's not the fault of the anchor. That's the fault of the ship. That's the, the, the sailors. That's something that they did or should not have done. That would cause that ship to sink. But it's not the fault of the anchor. The anchor is sure. The anchor is what keeps the vessel from drifting away. You can be in the midst of a storm. We could be in the midst of a storm. And if we don't have an anchor. And the anchor is holding fast. The ship or the boat can just drift everywhere, anywhere. 
We can lose our bearings. We can lose what directions we're supposed to go. Let's say if we're out in the middle of the ocean and we're somewhere far out and we don't see any land. If, if the storm comes and we're not anchored, if we're not, if we're not held fast, we can start drifting and we won't know if we're going east, north, south, or west. Or which way shore is or which direction we need to go because there is no anchor. But the anchor will keep us from drifting. Hope is our anchor. Anchors are heavier than the water that the ship is riding on. It has to be heavier. You don't get an anchor made out of plastic to, 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 to anchor and hold a ship in place. It has to be something great of greater weight than the water, something that will take it down, something that will cause that, that, that anchor to go down far enough to grip solid rock. Remember the song? Uh, what is the song? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Hallelujah. So it has that anchor has to go down far enough to catch the ground. And, and then when they throw it down, they don't just throw it, but it'll, it'll go a ways and then it'll catch. It'll go down deeper. It goes deep enough to catch down to secure the boat. It, it, it doesn't just go in May. At first, if it just goes and drags along, they move it. The boat is moving and the anchor is moving. That means that anchor is not caught. That anchor is not secure, but it'll go down when the anchor goes down. It'll go down beneath the surface and grip a place, help me here, Holy Ghost, where it will secure and it'll hold the boat. Regardless of what's going on up here, regardless of what's going on, regardless of the waves, regardless of the storm, regardless of what's happening up here, regardless of all of that, that anchor will hold that boat secure. Hallelujah. There's a song, that's going to be not going to sing it. There's an old song that says this, there's a storm out on the ocean and it's moving this away. But if our souls are not anchored in Jesus, we'll surely do what? Drift away. I want us to go back to, to, to Hebrews, the sixth chapter in the 19th verse. Again, it says this in the, in the, in the, in the Amplified, it says this, this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor for our soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under pressure. Whatever pressure bears upon it. Doesn't matter what's going up on, up on top of the surface. Doesn't matter if it's a hurricane. Doesn't matter if it's just a storm that came up suddenly. It doesn't matter if it's a long, doesn't matter how long the storm lasts. That anchor will not break under pressure. And then the word of the Lord says this. It's a safe and steadfast hope. We're speaking of our anchor. That's a hope. It's a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple. That most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. That's where our anchor is. That's where our anchor is. Hallelujah. As long as, as the anchor is in the boat, it serves 
no use to the sailor. It's just something laying over there. But the boat will be tossed and it'll be turned all over the sea and in all directions. But when the anchor is thrown overboard and secured, then the ship is steadied. That's when the ship is steadied. The word of the Lord says it's a safe and steadfast hope. Our anchor is a safe and a steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple, the most holy place in which the very presence of our God dwells. Mm. Our hope is our anchor. Let me say this before I even go there. Everybody, everybody who takes any kind of boat out upon the sea needs an anchor. If you have a kayak, if you have a, 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 a ocean liner, if you have a canoe, you need an anchor. Anchors then in the church are not just for those folks who may be preachers. Anchors are for everybody. All of us need an anchor that's sure. All of us need an anchor that's gripping the solid rock. All of us need an anchor that's safe and steadfast. All of us. Every single born again believer needs to make sure that our anchor is holding. It's not just for the pastor, not just for the bishop. This anchor, the hope that is our anchor is for everybody. Everybody. Hallelujah, Jesus. None of us, let me tell you why, none of us are strong enough to deal with life and the storms of life and the onslaughts of the adversary without being anchored in God. None of us. We've tried, I've tried it on my own and I didn't work, it didn't work. I've tried it on my own and it didn't work. But I've had to go back, make sure my anchor was gripping the solid rock. Paul tells the church in Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, he says, therefore my beloved brethren, we know the scripture, he says, be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord we've got to be steadfast how can I be steadfast the only way I can be steadfast in God is that I'm anchored in him that my hope is my anchor Hallelujah, Jesus. A boat anchor is attached to the boat by a rope or a chain. Without that rope or that chain, the boat is just, the anchor then is just an unnecessary piece of metal. It has to have, the anchor has to be attached to something. Hope is our anchor church. 
it has to be attached to something. I can't just be willy-nilly. My hope can't just be all over the place. And it can't just be all... No, my hope has to be attached to something. Hope is worthless if I have nothing to hope in. We... It, it has to be in God. My hope has to be in God. It, I've said this and I taught this message a message some time ago. It's dark out there. In all of my 70 years, I've never seen it like this. It's dark out there. It's dark. And it's getting darker day by day. But the word of the Lord says this, where sin does abound, grace does that much more abound. We need to make sure that we're burrowing down deep in God. It's not time for us to wonder, am I going to serve him or am I not going to serve him? Maybe, I don't know, but I think I may need to go out here on my own because this is what I want to do. And he'll forgive me. Later. No, we're not guaranteed. We've got to make sure. We gotta, We have to make sure that we realize that hope is our anchor. Hope that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. And now it's not just vain hope. I'm hoping based on God's track record. I'm hoping based on the word that he said. Remember, he said further up in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, that he made an oath. He cannot lie. He couldn't swear by anything greater, so he swore by himself, by two immutable promises. He promised us, his word is declared, and he made an oath that he would do just what he said he was going to do. And we can even look in the in the in the Bible, and we as we look at the the, the patriarchs, we can say, well, in the Bible he did this for Abraham, but in, and in the Bible he did this for Moses, and in the Bible he did this for for Peter and for Paul. But then let's stop and even go further. What has he done in our lives? What's the anchor? What are the promises that he's performed in our lives? What are those things? Hallelujah! What are those things that he said he was going to, do, and it didn't look like they were coming to pass? But he did it just the same. We have an anchor. Hope is our anchor. This anchor that we have is a confident assurance. It's the confident assurance that we have an anchor for our souls. Then the Bible in, in, in Hebrews, it goes even further. Let's say here again. It says a safe place. This anchor is a safe place. A safe and steadfast hope, rather, that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. Why would the writer of Hebrews says, say that our hope enters within the veil? Within the veil. I want us to remember... Remember in the Old Testament how when, when, when God gave Moses the pattern of the temple and, and over in Revelations, I believe it is, where it says that this pattern of the tabernacle, I should say the tabernacle in the wilderness, how he fashioned it after the tabernacle that was in heaven. So the one, the tabernacle that was in heaven, he fashioned it, he gave him the, the blueprint that the one, the tabernacle that the children of Israel were going to build in the wilderness was fashioned after the one in heaven. 
the, the, the tabernacle had three parts. There was an outer court. And this outer court right here was where anyone could come. Anybody could come to the outer court. But then there was what they called the inner court. And then the inner court, only the priests could go there. The priests, and right here in the inner court is where they, they offered sacrifices, the daily sacrifices, and those things that had to be done on, on a daily basis. That's when they killed the bullets and the calves and whatever. They killed things and offered sacrifices here. But then there was a veil right here or a curtain. There was a veil or a curtain right here. And on the other side of that veil or the curtain was a place, the place was called the Holy of Holies. Only the high priest could go in there and he could only go there once a year. And when he would go in there, he had to make sure he was clean. He had to make sure he was sin free because they, they put ropes. They put not ropes, but um, bells around the end of the bottom of his garment. And if they didn't put, if they put the bells in there and as he was walking around doing whatever, if they heard the bells still going, that means he was alive. But if they didn't hear the sound of the bells and then he had died. Because he went in unclean. So now, but in the Holy of Holies, that's where the presence of the Lord would come down. In the Holy of Holies, that's where the, 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 the high priest would go in and offer sacrifices for the people once a year. And the like I said, the presence of God would, would be there in the holy the, the 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 in the holy of holies that's the place where the ark of the covenant was that's where the ark of the covenant was and and the mercy seat that was all inside of the holy of holies that's where god was his presence was there so now if we look at this the bible says that Jesus, it, that our, that I'm, I'm sorry here, this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul is a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which, ev which the very presence of God dwells. But if we look at the writer in Hebrews, in Hebrews, the ninth chapter, go with me here. Make sure you find, follow, I hope you're following me. Hebrews, the ninth chapter and the 12th verse. The writer says this, he, he, speaking of Jesus, went once for all into the holy place, the holy of holies of heaven, into the presence of God and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, having obtained and secured eternal redemption, that is the salvation of all who personally believe in him as Savior. Let me go back and show you this, what this scripture is saying there in Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Remember, we had the outer court. Then we had the inner court. And here is where they offered the sacrifices. Look at what it's saying there. Through And not through, Jesus went into the holy place, the holy of holies, not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, having obtained and secured eternal redemption. Look at here, right here, out here. Before anybody could even go in there, even before the, whole, the, the high priest could go in there, he would have, they would have to offer sacrifices out here. They would offer uh, uh, bullocks and goats and 
and, and calves. These are the sacrifices here. But what Jesus did when he, thank you, Lord, for what you did. When he was crucified, he, the, the veil of the temple was rent, not from bottom to top. But the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. And the Bible says, look at what the Bible says. Let's go back to our base scripture here. It says here, a safe place and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which ever, which the very presence of God dwells. And then it says this, where the 20th verse says, where Jesus has entered in advance as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Remember, the high priest went inside the building. Jesus went in. He offered his blood for us. That's our hope. That's where our hope is anchored, on what Jesus has done for us. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. He has entered into the holy of holies and you know what it's not just i'm all ahead of myself here it's not just for him but when he went in and he entered whosoever will now whosoever will can come Come without money. Remember they used to say that in the church. Come without money. Come without price. Come as you are. But he'll take and he'll clean you up. Because of the blood of Jesus. What can take away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We thank God for the blood. Jesus is our high priest. And he's made it. Oh God I bless you Lord. I bless you. I bless you. We don't have to sacrifice bullocks and doves anymore because Jesus has offered his blood for one, once and for all. So our hope is steadfast. Our hope is secure in what Jesus has done. And he did it. Our hope is secure beyond the veil. I don't have to stand back out here now worried about whether or not I'm good enough for God in my best day on my best clothes and my most expensive cologne and all my jewelry on one time I'm still not good enough in my flesh but through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ I can come boldly to the throne of grace we can come boldly to the throne of grace and there we can find grace to help in time of need one thing I found we know that there are two kingdoms we know there are two kingdoms the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light we know that but I find out in the kingdom of in these two kingdoms things are opposite things are opposite in God the word of the Lord tells us that God humbles those who exalt themselves if you exalt yourself he brings you down. But if you humble yourself, he will exalt you. That's opposites. The word of the Lord tells us 
He who would be the greatest among you need to serve everybody. In other words, you don't come in like this in God. You come in as a servant and let him exalt you. In the kingdom of darkness, you store up everything you have for yourself. You keep it for yourself. But in the kingdom of light, you give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together and running over. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of darkness, you hate those who hate you. But in the kingdom of light, you love your enemies and do good to those who persecute you. Things in the kingdom of darkness and light are separate. They're opposites. Anchors in the world go down. But in the kingdom of God, our anchor goes up. Oh, our anchor is in heavenly places. Y'all, I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel the presence of the Lord. Our anchor goes up. Our anchor is in the heavenly temple. It's not a place made with flesh and blood and made by hand. It's not that. But my anchor is solid and it's holding. My anchor grips the rock who is Jesus. It's in the place where God dwells. That's the holy place. Anchors go down here. Here they go down. But in, in the kingdom, they're going up. We may not be able to see it all. We may not, I can't see where my anchor is, but I know one thing. It's gripping sure. See, because there are times when I need it, when I, not when I felt like, when I was drifting. But I've had to shake myself and get my anchor. Make sure my anchor is holding fast. We now can go boldly. I'm almost finished. Into the throne of grace. You know, sometimes, again, things are opposite. In the kingdom, things are opposite in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of the world. Anchors on a regular boat, Bishop can get stuck. And get stuck. And sometimes they've gone down so far. And maybe they've gotten stuck on something down in there. And then when it's time to pull the anchor up, the sailors can't get it up. They can't get them up. So what they have to do is cut the rope or break the chain and lose the anchor. But in the kingdom of God, we want our anchor to get stuck. We want our anchor to stick so that we can't break the chain. See, because if our anchor is holding fast, regardless of what happens, regardless of what we're going through, regardless of what how bad the storm is, we have hope. Hope is the anchor of my soul. Come on, tell yourself, hope is the anchor of my soul. Of my soul. And I want to encourage us today. Galatians, the 5th chapter, the 6th chapter rather, tells us, don't be weary and well-doing. See, because I can look at what I'm facing. 
this seems to be going wrong. That's not going right. And that's not going right. Situations in my job not good. And my family, my children are not well. And this is going on here. And sometimes I'm almost afraid to listen, get, get a phone call because I don't know who's, I mean, I'm speaking, and this is literal now. I don't know who else is sick or who else is something. But the word of the Lord tells us don't be weary. Take our eyes off of this storm here. In everything we're going through, let's give God thanks. Things may not be happening as fast as we would want them to happen. But one thing I know for sure, our anchor is holding. Eventually, every hurricane passes. I don't care if it's category five. It may come in and tear up, but that hurricane will diminish. Down, growing up, down the street, I went to the third door down, the third door down from where I lived growing up. There was a tree. And in this particular yard, this tree in the yard, it wasn't just on the, si on the sidewalk, but it was in the yard. And the tree... They decided one day, and I don't know why, but they decided to cut the tree, beautiful tree, cut the tree down. They cut that tree, and the tree was, it, it gave a lot of shade. It was a lovely tree. We play hide and go seek behind it. And other trees in our yard, they had to be cut down because they had gotten infected by a, a, a bug. I forget the name of the, whatever it was. But it would eat the sap and would suck the sap out of the tree. And the tree, the tree died, so they had to cut them down. But this particular tree wasn't the same as those in our yard. But they, they decided, for whatever reason, in their yard, they cut the tree down. But they left the stump. They left the stump. Hallelujah. Time passed. Time passed. As, as, as they left that stump in the ground, little shoots start coming out the side i'll use this the side of the stump and they didn't trim those off they left them they left them. little shoots and the shoots got bigger and they got thicker and over some time they began to become branches. And not only were they branches, not only were they branches, but they, then again, the tree grew again. Why was it that that tree grew again? Because that stump was anchored by its roots. I want us to hear this. The stump was anchored by its roots. I want us to see this. Don't miss this. When we are anchored, it doesn't matter what it may look like. Doesn't matter what we may lose. My anchor is in the one who gave me the first. And he's God if he did it one time. He's got to do it again. 
think it not strange the fiery trials that come to try us. They only come to try us. They're not here to take us out. But we have an anchor in God. I was talking with someone one day this week. Was it this week? I think it was. Maybe last week. I'm not sure. And we were just sharing. We're talking, talking about the different things the Lord's doing or whatever. And she was saying how she'd been going through so much and da-da-da-da. I said, but there's a scripture that says this. It speaks of there being a refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. There is a refreshing in Acts, the 13th, the third chapter, the 19th verse. There is a refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. It says, let's see if I can think, it says, repent. I think it says, and be converted. That when the times of refreshing, thank you. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And this is what the Lord is saying. If we doubted him, get it right with him. But our anchor is still there. Whether we believe it or not, the anchor is there. But we need a refreshing from the presence of the Lord. What does a refreshing do? Number one, it makes you feel better. It makes you feel better. What does a refreshing do? It make you make it almost feels like life is coming back again. It makes it feel like life is coming back again. And, and the things that you were going through, they don't seem as big as they used to feel. Are we understanding? There is a refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. And if we look at that, and now remember, remember this. The veil has been rent. And we can go into the presence of God. And in the presence of God, there is what? Fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. But we've got to remember what Follow the chain to the anchor. Are we understanding what that means? When they throw the, they can go down. Sometimes if, if, if the anchor gets stuck, one of the persons on the ship will follow the chain down to where it's, un, where it's stuck. And they'll go down and unstick it and kind of pull it out of what's in so they can pull it up. Remember things are opposite in the kingdom. Let's follow the chain to our anchor. Our anchor is in the presence of the Lord. It's in the presence of the Lord. He's a father. And he said in his word, he won't withhold any good thing from us. If I'm weary, God, I need strength. God, if, if my soul feels dry, Lord, water my soul. Lord, I feel far away from you. Draw me close. 
do whatever we need. Follow the anchor to the presence of the Lord. Because he's not getting rid of the anchor. He's not casting us out. Somebody online, he's not casting us out. Follow the chain to the anchor of the Lord. When they follow, they unstick. When we follow, we're refreshed. We're refreshed in the presence of the Lord. Let's stand on our There's an old hymn. I tell you that as I was preparing this message. Let's stand on our feet. The song says simply this. I was going to sing it, but it's okay. We'll just go on where we are. It says this, and you know the words. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy lean on Jesus. Then it says, On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And this is the verse I love. It says this, When darkness hides his lovely face. In other words, I can't see the face of God. I can't feel him anywhere. It says this, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. Our anchor's holding. Come on, let's bless it for an anchor this morning. We bless you this morning for an anchor. We have a sure hope. Oh God, we bless you this morning. Thank you for an anchor in you. Lord, we thank you for the sacrifice of your blood. When you entered into the holiest place. So that we could come boldly to the throne. So here we are this morning, God. Oh, God, we love you, we love you, we love you. My prayer this morning, God, that you would strengthen us with might in the inner man. That you would cause the eyes of our understanding to see you and to comprehend who you are. And to comprehend the anchor of our soul that we have. Oh, God, we bless you today. We bless you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Oh God, help us this morning. You're ever with us. Many the storms of life are raging. But many the storms of life are raging. But God, we ask you that you would let us know, remind us of the anchor that we have in you. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We honor you and we do praise you. Oh God, we bless you. If anybody doesn't know you, Lord, save them right now. Let them cry out to you right now because they need an anchor. What would we do in this dark world without you, God? Anchor our souls in you. Anchor our souls in you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise today, oh God. 
Lover of our souls, lover of our souls, lover of our souls. It's on you we stand. We're not going by this morning what it looks like. We're not going by what our past has defined us as. We're not doing anything but what you say. So God, we thank you this morning for new hope arising in our hearts. We're not going by what it's looking like. No, 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 no. We're going by what you said. The word is sure. You're giving us a sure word of prophecy. And we see what you said. And we believe what you said. It shall not be what the enemy is saying. Because greater is he that's in us. Surely the word of the Lord is coming to pass. And we bless you for it this morning. Hallelujah. We give him glory. We give him praise. Come on, put those hands together. Put those mouths and bless him. Come on, let's bless him. Let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. My anchor holds behind the pain. We bless the Lord. Take on courage. Take courage. Surely the Lord is with us. Doesn't matter how dark the clouds are. I remember when Hurricane Hugo was here. Came to South Carolina. I held my hand out like this at night and I couldn't see my hand. That's how dark it was. But what did we live through it? We lived through it. Something, there were branches and whatever, whatever, but we lived through it. Okay, how dark your night is right now. Your anchor is in heaven. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to his own understanding, your own understanding. But in all of our ways, let's acknowledge him, and he shall direct our path. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week, where we will make sure you have a place to find God.